Welcome back to the DeCesare Group Podcast. I'm Jim DeCesare. We have a great program for you this week. I recently sat down with Mike Gardner, the Deputy General Manager and Water Sewer Systems Manager at Bowling Green Municipal Utilities. More details coming up in just a moment. Did you know the DeCesare Group Podcast is a companion to our newsletter, Soki Economic Development and Business News? You can go to our website, thedeCesareGroup.com, and subscribe today. And make sure you follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay on top of all the activities happening in South Central Kentucky and at the DeCesare Group. This week, I'm talking with Mike Gardner with BGMU. Mike's career spans over 40 years in the water and wastewater industry. He has been employed in utility operations, water and wastewater consulting, regulatory coordination, and private utility contract operations. Mike's current position at BGMU is Deputy General Manager and Water Wastewater Systems Manager. Bowling Green Municipal Utilities provides electricity, water, wastewater services, and high-speed commercial data services to the Bowling Green area. The utility serves approximately 30,000 electrical customers, 22,000 water wastewater customers, and over 900 commercial fiber customers, and is instrumental in local efforts for new and existing industries and bringing them to our area and instrumental in making us an ideal location for those businesses to locate. Here's my conversation with Mike Gardner. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the DeCesare Group Podcast. So glad you could be with us today. Thank you, Jim. It's great to be here with you. Well, hey, uh, let's get started. Tell us about the overall role of utilities in relation to industrial and business services in South Central Kentucky, specifically Bowling Green, Warren County. Sure. Well, just kind of zooming up to 50,000 feet here. When we talk about utilities, uh, a lot of people just, uh, it, it's out of sight, out of mind let, until they get their bill. Right. And uh, they don't think about uh, what it takes. The reality is Bowling Green did not have filtered water supply or disinfected water until 1928. We were drinking raw river water or out of wells at that time. Yeah. So it, it's really the foundation of our modern communities. It's, it's at the base for something that we need as the basic unit of life here mm-hmm. uh, is clean water, and we tend to take it for granted. So from a business standpoint, if we don't have that resource, if we're not taking care of it, businesses aren't going to come here. Right. Uh, and, and so the resource for our water is the Barren River. Correct. And uh, right there on uh, the bypass and Old Louisville Road, I guess there at the correct. You, you have the that area. I don't know what it's called, but you, you built it something new there. <laughs> yes, uh, the the plant was originally there in uh, eighteen sixty eight. was was the first water uh, pumping station there. It was an old steam driven pump station. Pumped water up onto Reservoir Hill mm-hmm. into an open reservoir, and then people came with buckets in town for a while, and they would get water so that they didn't have to go somewhere else. Right. Uh, later, we extended that with pipes down into town so that people actually had running water. Still unfiltered, unchlorinated. Uh, it was just raw river water. Right. But they're glad to have it. That was tremendous progress. Sure. Uh, then in 1928, uh, we finally got treatment, and the health of Bowling Green residents just improved dramatically. Waterborne disease was was not wiped out, but because there were still people on wells. Yeah. But it dramatically improved the health of sure. Green. And and you know most people don't realize this when you think about water. You also have to have sewer. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, you know, you flush, and yeah. for most people, where does it go? <laughs> don't care to know. Don't yeah. want to know. Uh, for most folks, but but that's part of our modern society too, and yeah. that's critical. So, 
uh, yeah, for, uh, and I don't know, Jim, if you know how much you're paying for your water right now. How much do you pay for a gallon of water? A gallon? I have no idea. A gallon. Pennies. Yeah, less, my, less than a penny. Yeah. And for that same less than a penny, we take it away, clean it up, cleaner than what we took it out of the river, put it back in the river for somebody else to use downstream. Okay. It's an incredible deal. Yeah, it's, it's a great process. And then, of course, on top of that, you have electricity. Right. And, and when, you know, we're talking about industries and business, and I, I want to go back to water in a minute, but they got to have electricity sure. too. Absolutely. Uh, of course, you know, TVA electrified the, the valley here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we purchase our, our power from TVA and distribute it. Uh, it, it's a must have. Yeah. Uh, and along with that, along with power anymore, broadband. I mean, that's coming up as a huge need, particularly for industry now. It's the mm-hmm. way we communicate. Yeah. So these are all critical elements. And, and those community. are those are all services, especially on the, the high-speed internet. You just provide that to commercial clients only? We do. We've looked at it on Fiber to Home, and there are other players in that uh, space. Yeah. And to make that investment and whatnot and be competitive, uh, it, it's probably not the best deal for the community. So talking about water, sewer, electricity, high-speed internet, all the things that industries and businesses need, I know this from from acting as an economic developer in Logan County and, and being involved uh, around it for a long time with site selection and and recruiting industries. Most folks probably don't, you know, that that aren't involved mm-hmm. in, in economic development don't realize the amount of water that is sometimes used in some of these industries. I mean, oh, yeah. it could be 90, 100,000 gallons a day. Oh, way more than that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and, uh, and and do we have that kind of capacity to service uh, those customers? We do, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, Barron River is a great water source for us. Uh, occasionally when we get into deep droughts in August, September, and we haven't had one in about 10 years or mm-hmm. so here, uh, but the Barren River has given us all the water we're need, needing now and, and for the foreseeable future. Uh, but uh, our, our, our plant recently was upgraded. We had 30 million gallons per day treatment capacity. We up, just upgraded it, and we now have 45. Uh, we had a ribbon cutting, as a matter of fact, on Wednesday of this week for well, that expansion. So if you have uh, 45 million gallons of water a day being treated, how much is being used? Uh, today, I, or, or you have that capacity, but how you, much are you using? Yes. Uh, I, I didn't look Trick this question. Morning. No, no, no. Uh, I didn't look this morning, but uh, we've been running around 20 million gallons per day here recently. So you have, you, you have, you've doubled your capacity. You could- uh, well, we, we increased capacity by 50%, mm-hmm. but uh, for what we're using. Now, here's the deal. Uh, water use is very seasonal. Yeah. Uh, we hit our peaks in late summer usually. People are putting water in their pools or watering their, their lawns, all that sort of thing. Washing cars, all that so stuff. So at this time of year, they're not doing most of that stuff. Uh, so when, particularly when we get real dry condi- conditions, uh, they're using more water on their lawns and whatnot. So those are, and that's what we have to provide for. That's why we've got $45 million right now mm-hmm. uh, to provide for those peak flows during the summertime. Uh, we hit 26, 27 million gallons per day this summer, but... We have new industries coming in that haven't even yeah. impacted that yet. So that's more coming there. And also, you're, you're, I, I'm assuming you're planning for, for growth over Absolutely. the next 10 to 15 years because, uh, 
you know, some of the statistics out there say we're going to hit Bowling Green, Warren County are going to hit over 200,000 in the next few years. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be ready for that. Absolutely. And, and we've got to be out ahead of that. Uh, we can't wait till it's getting here, that kind of growth, to start building and whatnot. This this ship doesn't turn very fast. Yeah, I got you. All right. So when, when we talk about BGMU, uh, you make sh- you all are, are very good at making sure that we have uh, reliable and uninterrupted supply of water, sewer, electricity uh, to support local businesses and industries. Uh, do you know what kind of impact you're? I, and I, I, tell us about some of the industrial areas that you cover. In this region. Okay. Well, first of all, BGMU produces all the water in the county. Mm-hmm. We, we sell retail basically for the city area, but we sell wholesale water to Warren County Water District. Okay. Uh, the district provides uh, water resale to, you know, the periphery of the city, including some of the city. Uh, but also out to the ends of the county. Yeah. Um, so we're we we have Warren County water, so yeah. we're, it's coming through you all though. Correct. Eventually. Yeah. Uh, it uh, all comes through our plant down on on the bypass. Okay. Uh, so we work very collaboratively with the water district. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is really important. We're all part of the community. Right. So when new industry comes to town, like in the South Industrial Park or in the new Transpark areas. Uh, the the district it really is working with them uh, hand in hand, but we're working with the district too to make sure we've got that capacity that we can deliver that water to them. Yeah. So we're we're looking uh, together with the district so that uh, we can anticipate what's coming at us. You know, so that we can provide those resources, and at the same time. We're working with the Chamber of Commerce and planning and zoning right. to say, okay, what's this look like in the future, guys? And I know, you know, uh, when we have site selections here in this region, especially in, in Warren County and Bowling Green, uh, usually all the utilities are at the table mm-hmm. to make sure with the client to make sure that you, you're going to be able to fulfill the needs that they have. And uh, I know we have a, a bacon plant coming online, right. and and typically those types of facilities are high water consumers. <laughs> And uh, can you give us an idea of, of some of your biggest users of water within within sure. the area? Yeah. Uh, right now, the ones coming up, you mentioned Tyson is, is going to be doing the baking. Uh, I'm I'm going from memory, Jim. Sure. I think I think their water demand is going to be about a half million gallons a day. So uh, the battery plant, uh, that's a bit a moving target. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole industry of of batteries and whatnot uh, seems to be evolving constantly. Yeah. Uh, but we're looking at when they get several of their trains up, they're going to be asking for three million gallons of water a day. Wow. That's a lot of water. That is a lot of water. That's a big hit. Now, along with that, they've got uh, a projection of between 2,000 and 3,000 employees coming in to uh, serve that plant, to work at that plant. So all of that uh, residential growth and the peripheral commercial that comes with that. Yeah, the the tier two and three suppliers that follow them around. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and and when you when we talk about water for industry, we're not talking about just you know flushing the toilets and having it in the kitchen. This is part of their process in producing whatever it is, whether it's bacon, batteries, truck frames, whatever. And, you know, I know this isn't really in your wheelhouse, but another big component of the utility piece is, is natural gas. Yeah. And, you know, that's a big factor as well. Yeah. You know, 
all of our industries now, Bowling Green and Warren County is growing so much. Mm -hmm. So all of our utilities are looking ahead uh, to provide those resources, whether it's natural gas, power. TVA has to be constantly looking at this on the power side. Right. Uh, it, it's all we're, we're on the edge of TVA's service area. Uh, so that in some ways is a good thing. Uh, in other ways, transmission lines, getting that power here, mm -hmm. uh, there's some limitations. So TVA is looking on that. We've, we've had conversations with them, uh, both at the utility level and the community level through the chamber and whatnot of what's coming. So, so getting back to the, the power and specifically, uh, energy efficiency, Sure. Um, are there any initiatives or incentives that, that BGMU or any of the providers uh, offer uh, on energy efficiency and sustainability to businesses within the region? Yes. Uh, really, a lot comes from TVA. Mm -hmm. uh, since we're a TVA-based uh, uh, provider, uh, TVA has some great programs. And, and for us, it's a pass-through. It's administered by us, but uh, in cooperation and really originating from TVA. Mm -hmm. uh, but we've got energy efficiency programs, uh, LED lighting, uh, new windows, uh, energy audits that can be performed at a residential or a commercial industrial right. level. So, and, and then even even on the water side, I mean, you, you got low flow toilets and or you know, all that stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, and of course, we want to sell water to folks. Sure. <laughs> that, that's our yeah. business. <laughs> and uh, the reality is, though, we're seeing per capita water use declining uh, because of all the low flow fixtures, mm -hmm. uh, the front load washing machines, more efficient dishwashers and whatnot. Uh, used to be uh, we had a standard value of about 100 gallons per capita per day. That was kind of the, the universal number that was was kicked around. Uh, we're down around 60, 65 gallons per day now. And I don't know that we've seen the bottom. Uh, all the new development are using those fixtures. But right. as we get into renovation of old homes and businesses and whatnot, uh, net uh, total water pumped out into the system, we're seeing less per capita that way. So, and that, then that's good in the end because yeah. it, it keeps your water source a little more vibrant uh, long term. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as good as the Barren River is, there's only so much water that comes down the river. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, let's see here. And if anybody, and, and I'll tell you what it will do on the show notes, we'll put a link to the website, to BGMU's website, if anybody wants to hear about more of those Absolutely. Uh, uh, incentive programs that you all have, whether it's residential or, or commercial. Um, how does the cost of utilities in our region, I kind of know the answer to this, okay. uh, compare to neighboring regions and specifically uh, we could even move outside of the regions. We could do, we could go to different parts of the country sure. uh, in this discussion. And how does this this factor into our business retention and uh, recruitment efforts? Yeah. Well, now I'm, you you got me curious. You think you know what, what do you how do you think we compare, Jim? I think we probably have some of the lowest power rates in the country. Yeah. You know, and and that's why you're seeing so many industries move into the southeast now. Yeah. Uh, you're seeing people leave California and, and the west and the northeast, and because. Uh, it's just it's more economical to do business here. Right. Uh, the reason we have like Logan Aluminum here mm -hmm. is l aluminum is a high energy yeah. uh, industry. Uh, and then we've got we've got other industries similarly, and so they're finding that very attractive. Yeah. Uh, so like I, Kobe Aluminum, right? Right here in Bowling. Yeah. I mean, they use a lot of power. Yeah, they absolutely do. 
so I don't have the exact. I'm of course more versed on the water side, sure, uh, and rates. But uh, yeah, TVA, a lot of hydropower, mm-hmm. uh, efficient as. You know, as much as they get blasted by some individuals about being a, a big government bureaucracy, uh, they really do a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. And a number of years ago, about a decade ago, we actually looked at other options to go with other power providers. Uh, and by the time you go by from a different power provider, whether it's Kentucky Utilities or uh, one of the others, uh, by the time you wheel it in here to get it here, it, it's not... It's not effective anymore. Yeah, not so, cost effective. So, uh, on the water side, I can I can tell you that, uh, and I I brought a couple of, of studies I've done. Some of them are a little older now, but you brought a notebook. I, I did. <laughs> I did. It's it's interesting. One of the consultants that does some work from us, uh, they poll all the utilities in Kentucky and Tennessee every couple of years, and the last one they did, we were at about the twenty fifth percentile on water and sewer rates within Kentucky. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Uh, you know, and we're proud of that, uh, but not to the point that we're not going to adjust rates to make sure that we're taking care of new infrastructure. Right. We've got to keep plowing some of those rate dollars back into new infrastructure because otherwise you get into the pay me now, pay me later thing. Yeah. I've been, I've worked with some communities in the last couple of years where, um, a lot of the uh, the water sewer infrastructure, specifically the treatment plants, are starting to age out. Yeah, and there are a lot of communities, even in this area, that are are still using uh, facilities that are probably a little too old and not up to date and not current. Yeah. and you know, and that's a that's a big cost factor. Uh, you, you know, I don't have any idea on what one of those plants costs, but I know Auburn just put a new one in, and there are other communities around, not only South Central Kentucky, but around the state, that they're they're in trouble right now because yeah. they they've got some aged infrastructure. We we have the the blessing of all the growth that's coming. Yeah. Uh, the the downside of that is, yeah, we got to build new new infrastructure and take care of the infrastructure that we've got. We just spent forty five million dollars on this expansion of the plant uh, for an additional fifteen million gallon capacity, mm-hmm. which frankly was a bargain because uh, <laughs> we got good bids and it happened just during. Uh, COVID and whatnot. So when, when people were looking for work, uh, yeah. Well, when when a lot of people were just staying home because yeah. of that. So supply chain problems, uh, workforce issues, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we we got a good contractor, Judy Construction uh, from Northern Kentucky. Uh, they did a great job of holding costs on this project, and that's it a, actually came in on budget. Even that, well, even with all those things. Yeah, so we're talking supply chain, workforce, all that, still on budget. Yes, sir. And that's, you know, any construction project, that's a good thing. Yes. All right, um, moving along here, um, could you provide some examples of successful partnerships and collaborations with the local industries that uh, have helped um, enhance utility services in the area? Sure. Uh, Currently, uh, you know, some of the industries we've already mentioned – uh, the battery plant coming in mm-hmm. uh, was envisioned. That, now it's AESC. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, for those guys to come in and locate and provide the water, one, uh, and the power and all the other services, uh, that's a pretty big deal on a facility that big. And believe me, it is huge. If you haven't been out to the Trans Park. I, yeah, I have. And, and, I mean, they're building their own 
uh, substation out there just for yeah. this yeah. facility. Uh, the water district is building another tank out there to, to serve that with that kind of demand. Yeah. So there is a lot of cooperation that has to happen to make those things uh, available to new industry coming in. Uh, again, we collaborate with the water district, with the chamber, say, okay, who's coming? What do we need to get ready? Uh, we're currently engaged in a, in a new wastewater facility plan. Uh, that is a, a countywide plan looking at where is growth going to happen? What's coming to us in industry? And along with that, all that residential and uh, the commercial uh, folks that follow along that. So our plan, and that's going to be a 20-year plan, uh, our, our process here is to get out ahead of that and start looking at where do we have bottlenecks right now? So let's get rid of those bottlenecks so that somebody comes in, we don't tell them, no, you got to wait until mm -hmm. we build this stuff. Uh, we want the infrastructure in place for those guys coming in now. So, so I, I think that uh, uh, the battery plant, Tyson, on, on the water side, another critical thing, uh, because as you mentioned, it's just not water gone out, it's water coming back. Right. So wastewater is really critical. The regulations we get now from uh, EPA are growing ever tighter. So we have to be very careful. We're regulated by uh, the Kentucky Environmental Cabinet and uh, EPA. Right. Conversely, we kind of regulate the utilities about what they give to us. We actually give them a discharge permit. And so that's that's a very cooperative process. We believe that this is a partnership. Sure. We want the industries to come in. That's a growing community. If if we bury our head in the sand or we're difficult on that, they're going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. One of the first things that you, uh, an industry will look at about, do we want to come to Bowling Green? Do they have the capacity? Number two. What are their rates? Is it affordable, like right. you said? Yeah. And number three, how are they to work with? And they may ask those questions, and we don't even see them uh, at that point until they do their homework on that. Yeah. Then they come and start to talk to us. So if we're not in good shape on all three of those things, uh, we don't even get a sniff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that, that people should keep in mind is that when you, when you are, we've got these new industries and you're, building up infrastructure for them or, or you know, uh, expanding your capacity for them, it does trickle down yeah. to the smaller businesses and to the residential. And I want to, uh, one last question, because I know recently there was a study, uh, I think, conducted by the city, uh, maybe in conjunction with the county, I'm not sure, about the uh, the housing issue here in Bowling Green, Warren County. And it there is an issue. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have enough. Believe right. it or not. Oh, and and way, uh, way behind. Yeah, so uh, I think five years or something like that is what I heard. But anyhow, uh, did you all have a part in that, or, and have y'all had conversations about, you know, what, what's going to be happening with with that in the next five to ten years? We have had conversations, and we're continuing to have conversations. Uh, just in, engage now on some long term planning. Uh, with uh, the chamber, with planning and zoning, with the other utilities, having uh, not a roundtable but a planning committee, mm -hmm. uh, in essence, to look at those things that are coming at us and to make sure that we're all on the same page. Uh, on the housing side in particular, uh, for us at BGMU, uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of renovation in our service area. You know, some older neighborhoods, some houses are being demoed out and apartments are going up. Yeah. Uh, you know, fourplexes, eightplexes and whatnot. So you go so, from one user to four to eight or however many. Right. So 
you know, we're, we're watching that. Uh, and again, some of the, the new regulations drive us in how we do some of that, whether it's how much uh, water, because we've got to provide water for fire flow as well. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other element. As a matter of fact, I've got a meeting next week on that with uh, the city folks and the fire department. And, and every industry has to have a sprinkler system and it Absolutely. requires water and, you know, all that. Right. More water usage. Yep. <laughs> um well, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Before I let you go, uh, by the time this program airs and, and most everybody listens to it, you, you will have been retired. <laughs> this is like one of your last duties right here, I guess. Or I don't know if it's a duty or not coming on this podcast, but we we appreciate that. And well, it took me this long to get on. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. And uh, Mike and I have been friends for, for a long time, going back to my time in the legislature. And, of course, we go to church together. And uh, we, we really appreciate all you've done uh, for BGMU and for our community over the years. And I know you're not going anywhere, but uh, I do want to say that to you. Well, I appreciate it. And I appreciate your service to the community when you're in the legislature and, and all the things you do and, and what you bring to the business community. I, well, thank it's, you. It's really important shining a light on that, Jim. So yeah. thank you. Well, Thanks for being on the DeCesare Group Podcast. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to the DeCesare Group Podcast and my conversation with Mike Gardner, the Deputy General Manager and Water and Sewer Systems Manager at Bowling Green Municipal Utilities. And thank you for tuning in to the DeCesare Group Podcast. To keep up with our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast app you prefer. And if you like the DeCesare Group Podcast, please take a moment to show your support by leaving a review. Stay connected with the DeCesare Group by following us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and by visiting our website, thedecesarygroup.com. The DeCesare Group produces today's program. Our engineer is the electrifying Justin DeCesare with content contributions from Brooke Mattingly and Amy DeCesare. Until next time, I'm Jim DeCesare.